welcome to the very first episode of The Real Juggle. I'm so grateful you're here. Today is the first episode, so I wanted to spend a little bit of time introducing myself to you, letting you know what to expect on this podcast, what it's all about, and uh, we're going to have some fun together. I have some really, really great guests planned and some interactive programs, but for today, I thought it would be good for it to just be me, you and me, talking about our juggle, the real juggle. Just about all of us are juggling something in this world or some things in this world right now. It's kind of hard not to be. In fact, if you're listening and you're not in the midst of a real juggle, I'd like to meet you. So hit me up on therealjuggle.com, click on leave a voicemail. I actually want to hear from you. Give me your name. Tell me where you are. I've never met a unicorn before, and I think it'll be a little interesting (laughs) because I think for the rest of us, the juggle is absolutely real. We all juggle. There's a pandemic soon to be turned endemic. You've got your day job, business, parenting your children. Your children have child study teams, maybe taking care of their education. Some of you guys may be taking care of a parent or a family member who's elderly, being there for your significant other. Then there's disabilities, health scares, mental health challenges, either for yourself or for your family. There's bills, there's friends, but that's just about my day. I'm kidding, but sometimes all of those things do make up our day, right? For some of us. Meanwhile, we're still expected to wake up, start your day, move it along as if all these things aren't tugging at us. You know, it's funny because I have a nephew who, um, when he would fall or down or like bump his head or something, he'd immediately say, I'm okay, I'm okay. Literally, he could be like bleeding and he'd say, I'm okay, or dizzy, I'm okay. That was his thing. But I think that we all do the same thing. We just do an adult version, right? The sky could be falling. And as long as I'm able to slick back my hair, pinch my cheeks and put on some lipstick, I'm okay. (laughs) You know, that's the adult version of just moving on. Even when there's a little trouble going on. Meanwhile, all of these things, all of these things are just pulling at us. I, I liken it to like a weight, you know, that every day incrementally gets heavier and heavier. So you really don't notice until it gets so heavy that you you can't even move anymore. You can't function. And we don't want to get to that point. We want to keep ourselves balanced and um, juggling in a way that makes sense for us. Life is not supposed to feel like a stage play. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you have a play and you have actors who are backstage until it's showtime. It's as if when you're home alone or you're, um, you know, dealing with your own issues and then all of a sudden your kids walk in the room or your partner walks in the room and you completely have to switch. I mean, that's normal. It's a part of our day to day life, but it shouldn't be that drastic. Right. I'm not saying that um, you should invite your coworkers into your personal problems or your marital drama or that your children should kind of get to know all the things that you're struggling with in your adult life. But for God's sake, I mean, the transitions shouldn't be so, they should be smoother. The transitions should absolutely be smoother. And if they aren't, you're probably expending a lot of energy. And if you're expending a lot of energy, it's going to be exhausting. You know, if we continue on the analogy of the juggle, it's like juggling three lemons and you're doing well, you figure it out. And then all of a sudden, somebody throws in a grapefruit or worse, All of a sudden, somebody throws in a kettlebell. (laughs) You know, that's not fair. And that juggle is not going to happen as smoothie. That type of transition is not what we should be feeling from day to day. 
you know, then there's yourself, right? I didn't even add that to the equation in the list. You know, there is a thing called the Karpman drama triangle. Um, some of you may have heard of it. If not, Google it and pull it up. And we'll actually talk about it in detail one day. But in this drama triangle, there are three roles. There's the victim, the rescuer, and the persecutor. I took a workshop one time and um, the instructor was going through all of those roles and said something that I thought was really interesting. They said, you know, sometimes in our lives, in our families, we take on one of those roles and um, interplay with our other family members based on the role that we kind of pick up ourselves. And at any point in our lives, we could also get to the point where we have a one-person drama triangle. I kind of sat on that. I was like, yeah, one-person drama triangle. I think I've been in a one-person drama triangle in my life. Some of you guys may have been in that one-person drama triangle where you get stuck. And what I thought about was, a one-person drama triangle actually can create more stress for you than anyone else could impose ever, ever from the outside. And that's pretty deep. So I listed a whole lot of things, right? All those things that we're juggling or managing at any point in, our, in time during the day. And each one is a lot. But for most of us, it's like a buffet of life, right? There are multiple things on that list that we'll have to manage. So it's not as easy to just say, well, think positive or ignore it and it's going to go away. This isn't the type of problem that you can just fix it. You know, it's not that type of issue. It's going to require, and it is required for me. So I get it. It requires a complete mindset shift, total change of perspective, how you're looking at things and changing that perspective isn't going to make it go away, but it will help us to handle it while it's in front of us. So yeah, Self-care, I know we all talk about that. That's a key. You know, we'll talk about that a great deal actually on this podcast. But there are different ways to really care for yourself and to nurture yourself. See, sometimes we need to actively care for ourselves. Sometimes we need others to take care of us, right? Those around us. And other times we need to give God and nature the time, the space, and the silence to play its role in making us whole. Let that sink in. I know we talk a lot about, you know, self-care. And um, I firmly believe that God put us here to support each other. So we are here on this earth to support and uplift one another. So at times I'm going to talk about self-care, but we should also expect that the other human beings that we allow and permit to be around us, that those people are going to care for us too, that they're going to pour into us and nurture us. That's the only thing I don't like about the proliferation of the term self-care, because it gives everybody the impression that we alone are responsible for our own care. And that's not true. We need to look around and make sure that those people, like I said, that we permit, that we give the honor of being around us on a regular basis that they pull, pour into us too. And they care for us, that they restore us, make us feel whole, and that they see us enough to recognize when we need it. So much that we don't even have to ask for it every time we need it. So whether that's a significant other in your life or a close friend or your close friends that you have, we should expect that in the same way we give it, quite frankly, I also think that we should expect that of our children. Right. 
at all ages. I see some great videos. There was this one video of um, a child who was pouring into her mother. And in that video, you can see that, you know, mom is in a very difficult workout. She was exercising. She was pushing herself, being tough. And her daughter was just sticking by her side. She was encouraging her. She was rooting for her as a cheerleader. You know, she may be a little girl. I think, you know, she was probably three or four years old. But I think that as parents, it's important that we not only expect that of our children and the little people in our lives, but make it a mandatory part of how we're raising them. Because rearing them that way is teaching them to be good friends as adults. It's going to teach them to be good partners when, when they're adults and ultimately good people. And one day, if they're blessed, they will be a parent themselves. And that gives them a chance to kind of build that muscle with you, pouring into you, taking care of you and the other people around them, including their siblings. So many times we think of parenting as like what we do for our kids and what we give to them. And, but I think the best gift that we can give to them is the ability to nurture and provide for the people around them. But don't be doing the overpeopling thing because um, I think it's helpful to do that. But I know that there are times, <laughs> you guys tell me if you go through the same thing, but there are some times when I can be the most introverted extrovert that you'll ever meet. I'm just, I could just, I just get tired of peopling. Literally, I can come home and talk to my family and they'll ask me something and I'll have an answer. I'll have an entire story for it. I'll even start the story. And then I'm just like, forget it. I'll tell you later. I don't feel like talking. <laughs> I know there's somebody else that can relate. I literally talk all day at work and for work. If I was paid by the word, I'd be a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. But the point is, at the end of the day, we are here for each other. You give yourself that time, but then also you find times for others to do that for you. So when I started this podcast, I did it because I wanted to be transparent. I wanted to force myself to put myself in a venue where I need to be vulnerable. I know that I need to build that muscle and, and build that capability for myself. And so in many ways, this podcast is cathartic, right? So I'm hoping that not only will this be helpful for me as I continue on this journey of juggling all the responsibilities in my life, but I'm hoping that we can start a little ripple effect for all of us. You know, if we do that, then each of us can impart that to somebody else and be that warm blanket in the cold that we all need in this world. So thank you for joining me, for being my warm blanket. You'll get to know me and more about me. Learn that uh, I love warm blankets. So I keep them close to me. Um, I also love coffee, <laughs> but we'll get to know each other over time as we share our real juggle together. And, you know, it's not just for you. If you are a hiring manager, a supervisor or an employer, take note. An employee is just a multi-layered, complex person. And when you hired that person, you hired every aspect of that person. And if we're going to bring and encourage people to bring our whole selves to work, then we need to make room for one another. We need to make room for each of us to be authentic. And it should be fairly easy because our leaders, all of the folks running, the people running these companies, they're human beings too. Human beings who need someone in this world to make room for their authentic selves as well. So what can you expect from the real juggle? Okay, expect some laughs, expect more laugh than, laughs than tears. 
Um, I'm a little corny, but expect some laughs. I'll also invite some really intriguing, interesting guests who will be fun and who will also share a little bit about their juggle. But, you know, in a forward thinking format way, um, I'm going to share tips and suggestions. I hope that you would share some of your tips and things that are working for you with everybody else. Um, it's your call as you hear these different ideas, you know, you know yourself, you know your situation, apply it, you know, with um, be judicious and be thoughtful around how you apply it. Um, but we are going to have a variety of topics that you're going to love. We're going to talk business. We're going to talk careers, relationships, solo vacations. I call them me-cations. We're going to talk a little parenting. We'll talk health and wellness, workouts and wealth building. You know, health is wealth. So there's a little intersection there. We're going to talk about friendship. We'll talk about goal setting. I told you this is the real juggle. So there is a lot to go through. The juggle is so different than what you have talked about before. That's why I always cringe when people reduce our collective experience to work-life balance. I mean, I have a few reasons for that. You know, work in work-life balance is given a primary focus. It almost implies that the life part is a distraction that has to be managed so that you can work. And don't get me wrong. I understand that work is important. You have to pay the bills. You've got to sustain. And many of us enjoy what we do for a living. I've been in... HR and technology professional for over 22 years, and I get it, believe me. Um, but it's really important that we position this in our mind that work life balance is not the goal. I mean, I think how you position things and your perspective impacts how you lead your life. Um, what you focus on on a primary basis makes a difference. And sometimes when you're focused on the wrong thing, it inherently creates imbalance. So I don't think that work-life balance makes sense anymore. I don't think it's achievable. I don't think it's even something that we should endeavor to accomplish. Now, the life part in the term work-life balance, to me, that just oversimplifies things. I mean, just work and life, this big bucket of life is meant to encompass everything. Everything that I mentioned earlier, that's just life. I mean, there are a lot of competing priorities that we're all juggling. So to imply that work-life balance is just work, and oh, by the way, life, I, I think that doesn't give it the weight that it needs. So that's why I cringe to even say the term because it creates an unfair perception of what our challenges really are. And when you have an unfair perception of the challenge, you underestimate the solution. But don't start me preaching. Lastly, I'll just tell you guys and share in full disclosure what I don't like about work-life balance is... I don't want to try to balance. I don't know about you, but the last time I did anything that just mirrored or even looked like balance, it hurt. I mean, if you, I don't know if you guys have been to like one of those circus, circus type places, maybe for a kid's birthday party or something. But when you try to balance on a tightrope, I mean, you feel it right when you're done. I remember those um, Segway rides that you can take on tours when you travel. I don't know if you've ever been on a Segway, but at one point you have to, at some point you have to kind of like get off and stretch. Your feet will get tight. Your upper thighs get tight because you're balancing on that Segway. And so when I think of work-life balance, I don't know about you. I think about, it sounds a little painful. So that is not a destination that I want to uh, aspire to. 
So yeah, the topic of work-life balance, little cringeworthy to me. I prefer you call it a juggle because that is exactly what it feels like. When you're juggling one ball, you've got that going. Then you get another ball and you get that going. And then you get hit with something else. And then at some point, you know, you've got a rhythm going on. So you, you know, you're moving. But then when you get to that threshold where you get that one more ball into the mix and it all comes tumbling down, that's when you have to start changing things, right? That's when you have to determine when you have to stay, say no or set a limit. To me, life is a juggle. That's exactly what it is. You get to the point where there's a balance of the juggles, the balls that you have in the air. There's a rhythm, I should say. And then after a while, there's a limit. And each of us, right, have to determine what that limit is. Each of us has to determine what a sustainable juggle is for each of us. And it's going di- to it's gonna be different for each of us. Actually, it's going to be different for each of us in different phases of our lives. But once you figure out what that threshold is and you figure out a way to make that juggle work, you start to feel joy. And joy is the goal, right? I mean, pure joy, unadulterated joy. I mean, that's the goal. So those are the types of things that, that we're going to talk about. And at the end of the day, you know, you get to define what that is. And sometimes we can get so wrapped up in our day-to-day routine and even in our accomplishments and people praising us. It's like a mosh, you know, just moving us along, people supporting us. It can feel so good that we're almost like fish in, in, in a tide, like pushing us towards something that at the end of the day, we realize doesn't even equal what makes us happy. And I find that so often, We don't have the courage to realize that until we either get to a certain age or maybe some of us in midlife crisis, but maybe some of us are lucky and we recognize when our profession and our passion no longer intersect. And when our passion, what drives us, what gives us joy and motivates us and our profession don't intersect, it's time to intervene. We got to fix it, right? We've got to address it. I want to hear from you. I want to hear your juggle. I want to hear about perhaps when your passion and your profession did not intersect, how you felt, what you did about it. So you can reach out to me by going to therealjuggle.com, clicking on voicemail, and just sharing your thoughts. You can do it anonymously or tell me who you are. And uh, I want to include you on the next show with your permission. Hopefully we can pull that audio into the show and we can talk to each other. We can keep this exchange going. So I want to thank you so much for joining this first episode of The Real Juggle. Next week, we're going to have a really good guest on. So pay attention because I'm going to preview it right before the show. But in the meantime, I hope you'll come back to chat. And I want you to go out and be kind, be a blessing and be yourself.